In today's episode, Chris Killey and I talk about the one thing you need to be doing in your business that will allow you to buy back as much time as you want, no matter how much it costs. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. 99% is the same as zero. If you're going to do 99, go ahead and stay home. Will Smith, DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas. If you haven't already, check out the dozone.com for productivity tips, accountability, and overall just a great bunch of amazing human beings uh, looking to get more stuff done. Once again, that's thedozone.com. Today's guest is Chris Killy. Chris is a serial entrepreneur with a proven track record of starting businesses and selling them for a profit. He's a thought leader and influencer within the payment processing industry and is quickly becoming an authority within the outsourcing community. Chris, say hello to the tribe and tell me something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Thanks for having me on, Josh. I really appreciate it. What's going on, DZ? So the thing that I think a lot of people overlook whenever it comes to being productive is the discipline through scheduling. I think you need to live and die by your calendar um, and know what you're going to be doing from the minute you walk into wherever it is that you're working until the minute you decide that you're done working for the day. I think that you, you, you really win and lose with how you spend your time and, and the tasks that you're prioritizing. Man, music to my ears. I, I started using a calendar 10 years ago, and, and it was mostly because I'm supposed to call this guy or that guy or whatever, and, and I was just trying to remember. And that's like the worst thing you can ever do is try to remember anything. Like, keep in mind your brain has not had a firmware upgrade in like 2 million years, you know? So it's not really built for remembering stuff. And so living and living and dying by your calendar. I mean, there are days where my calendar is, you know, there's like a million things on it. And then there's days where there's zero things on it. And when there's zero things on it, I'm kind of like, well, what am I supposed to do now? I don't know. There's nothing on my calendar. Nobody's telling me what to do. There's nothing scheduled. And so I, I, I am with you on that, living and dying by your calendar. And, and you called it discipline through scheduling. So tell me a little bit more about discipline as far as when you're putting stuff on the calendar, how can you be disciplined about that? So this is something that I am starting to become a lot more familiar with recently. And when I say discipline, I, I mean being able to minimize your multitasking. So a lot of times, and I'm, very, I'm still guilty of it, and I know there's a lot of people are out there, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are as well, where you come in and you start working and all of a sudden, you know, you're working on one task and then you think, oh, I'm going to switch over to this real quick, just for a second, because this thought just popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, then I'm going to, and, you know, they, they end up having a less productive day whenever you're not disciplined with the tasks that you're working on the time, and the time that you're delegating to. So to give you an example, what I do is 
I will know that from nine to nine fifteen or nine thirty or whatever it is, I'm going to be working on this one task and this one task only. And if something else pops into my mind, yes, I'll write it down right on on a, on a piece of scratch paper or in my notepad. But I'm not going to defer one activity for another while I'm in that time block. And there's a lot of good information out there about time blocking. When I started implementing this, I noticed that I was actually finishing my projects or the, the tasks that I had, whereas before, you know, if you have, it's just kind of like a, it's kind of like on your, on your internet browser. If you've got a ton of tabs open, there's a, there's a chance that, you know, you're not going to be as productive if you only have one or two things that you're working on, one being ideal. And so being able to keep the discipline of starting and focusing and then ultimately finishing that task before you move on to the next one is I feel that that's a, that's a superpower that a lot of people do not tap in. Nice. Yeah. Guilty of having too many tabs open. I'm not showing my screen right now on purpose, but every time I do, people are like, dude, that's a lot of, I didn't even know you could open that many tabs. I didn't know you had that many email addresses. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's super, super easy to just get distracted by shiny objects. So discipline through scheduling, I, I love the concept and it's definitely something that can apply. I, I can't remember the exact study, but there was a study done speaking of uh, multitasking and switching to different tasks. There was a study done to where every time you switched to a different task, it took you an average of 11 minutes mm-hmm. to get back focused on the thing you were doing with every single time that you stop and do something else. And so mm-hmm. if you get distracted four times in an hour, you're, you're basically doing like less than 10 minutes of work. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. With that. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's wacky, man. And, mm-hmm. and so I know that you are a student of efficiency uh, for sure. And for those of you who are just listening to audio, Chris is wearing a, a hoodie that says delegate, which, you know, is definitely representing, you know, what you're all about. But let's talk a little bit about this because one of your kind of core concepts that you that you really like to get out into the world is productivity through outsourcing, you know, and that's 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 right up the alley of of this particular the do zone and the tribe of deliberate doers and everybody that's out here and wanting to get more stuff done is they want to increase their productivity. And so talk to me a little bit about what that means, productivity through outsourcing specifically. Yeah. And, and, you know, thanks for that. This is something that I'm really passionate about. A lot of people have the misconception that productivity is a direct result of activity. And just because you're busy doesn't mean you're being productive. And as a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, or even an executive, it's really easy to get caught up in activities that aren't your best use, that, are, that aren't the best use of your time, whether it's just from an efficiency standpoint or from a money, you know, revenue generation, revenue generating standpoint, being in business, you know, yes, it's about putting out a good product or service, but it's also about making money. Otherwise you just have a very expensive hobby. And so as a, as a, as a, as a leader, it's very important that your productivity is directly related to the revenue that's being brought in. And what I've seen and what I've been guilty of myself is getting caught up in minutia and the day-to-day activities that that sh- you shouldn't be doing because it's doing those is, is taking up all of your time. It's eating your time and it's preventing you from doing things. It's the, it's the old saying, it's working in your business instead of on your business. And you know, once I've realized how 
effective it is to be able to learn how to delegate and be able to outsource, whether it's someone to your team or, or overseas or, or however, as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to get that shit off your plate. And so that's where the productivity through outsourcing you know, came into play was because we all have activities that we get caught doing every single day that we really realistically should be having someone else do for us. So give me an example for, for, our, for our listeners that are, that are interested in possibly getting some things off of their plate. Give me an example of somebody that's never done it before. Where can they start to delegate that first task? And the reason that I ask this is because I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who say, man, I really need to do that. How do I get started? And they're terrified to hand over any level of control to another person because nobody can do it as good as you. So if we had to start and we had to take that first step, what would be that first step to kind of get you over the hump to start delegating things? So I don't know if it'd be the first step, but the one that I run into the absolute most is social media. All right. We all know social media is a, is a, it's a time suck, right? Whether it's from planning the posts or executing them, editing videos, trying to put together graphics. There's a lot of things, unless you're really, really good at that, you shouldn't be doing it yourself because you're not only going to be putting out a subpar image. I mean, it's, it's your image, right? You know, putting out a subpar product, but it's also taking a lot of your time. And so the one thing that I, I caution people is you, you want to make sure that the thoughts and the ideas and the words and the strategy behind it is yours, but to be able to put together a plan where someone else is executing your strategy, it saves so much time because of what I said before, it, it takes a long time to, to edit a TikTok or, a, or an Instagram reel. It takes a long time to post out a long form post. Some people may not be good at, at overlaying graphics on top of images, things like that, that can just take up a tremendous amount of time, but you can outsource it to someone or, or a company that can do it for much faster than you and for a very, very efficient you know, and, and, and reasonable price. I would say that that's the main one that I get, but I mean, it could be anywhere from, you know, from web design to, you know, to creating proposals and contracts. I mean, you name it, there's a whole lot of things out there that yes, you may be average at it, but you're just average and it's taking a lot of time. Whereas opposed you could outsource it to an expert who for a very reasonable nominal fee can, can put out a product that's, that's superior to anything you could do on your own. And let's talk about that reasonable nominal fee because it, it has to do with the value that we place on our own time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so part of, part of delegation is you got to save your time. But another part of delegation is it's freeing that time for higher value activities. And if you think about a task like posting to social media, if I can if I can get somebody to do that for, you know, $10 an hour or something, and I'm just worried about like, here's the message that I want to get out. You figure out how to format the Instagram square overlay, whatever filters. I don't know what that means, but somebody knows what that means. And they're really happy to do that for 10 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever. That could take you an hour where it takes them five minutes, right? No matter how long it takes. What matters is I got that hour back. Now, what am I going to do with that hour? 
hopefully I can do something that's a little bit more valuable up to and including nothing at all. Right, exactly. Uh, I'll give you a great example of that. And so for instance, something that I outsource at my house, right? I haven't, I've, we have three dogs and I haven't cleaned up dog shit in probably three or four years. I, there's a service that comes to my house twice a week, goes out there, cleans it up. I think they charge me like 15 bucks a visit or something like that. But it frees me up to, it's, that's something that I hate doing, right? It wasn't, you know, it, it was so, and I knew that I hated it. So I would put it off, which was not a good situation for anybody out there, you know? And so that's just a great example. And what do I do with that time? I don't know, but I don't have to do something that I don't like. So it, to, to your point, exactly. You don't necessarily have to spend it on, on you know, anything. Sometimes it's just me sitting on the couch, but I mean, it is what it is. I got that time back for a very reasonable, in my opinion, fee. Yeah. And sometimes when you get that time back and you decide I'm going to invest this time and not doing anything at all, it gives you that energy and that kind of shot in the arm for when you are ready that you can hit the ground running at full speed. A hundred percent. Yeah, man. And so Chris, I'm just curious. So you're in the payment processing industry mm-hmm. and you're talking about delegation and productivity and outsourcing. How, how do those two things collide? How did that happen? Yeah, so this is actually the reason that the outsourcing business came into play was I'm sure like many of your uh, many of your listeners I, so let me let me take a step back. I've been in this industry for 17 years, okay? And I would say for the first 12 of them I was very average, right? I made a very good living, don't get me wrong, but I was still involved in almost every aspect, every decision, um, and every nook, nook and cranny and corner of that business. And it was dragging me down. It was to the point where I really was considering leaving the industry altogether. And I was getting burnt out. And it, it, was, it was something that I wouldn't do to what you said earlier. I was having a hard time giving control to somebody else. Because me personally, I am very, very particular about the quality of product that goes out my door. Now, granted, credit card processing is more of a service, but... I was still very, very, very adamant about it had to be at a certain level. And I was sure that no one could do it better than me. And I was wrong about that. So it started hiring, you know, hiring by one employee internally. And then, you know, from there, I was able to outsource some, some, some of those activities that were not dealing with, with customer information. So more of kind of like a tech, you know, type, type role. And um, then from there, I was actually even able to start putting more people in place that they're actually doing a better job now than I could have done whenever I was doing it all on my own. And it got to the point where now everything's outsourced. So the sales team, the service team, when I say outsourced, I mean delegated. So we do have, we do have about 11 people overseas that handle a lot of the, the execute, but we have, you know, a fairly large team here in the States as well, you know, for our, that that's customer facing and just being able to delegate all that, you know, granted, I still know what's going on and I still get involved in some aspects, but now I get involved with kind of what I want to get involved with instead of having to be involved in everything. So a lot of times I'll just jump in for major accounts and, you know, things that I find exciting trade shows, whereas opposed to where I'm not working on building files all day or typing emails or things like that, all that has been delegated. And it's been great. It really, really freed me up and improved the quality of my life. So let me ask you, because you made a distinction a minute ago between outsourcing and delegating, mm-hmm. and it's sometimes we consider them somewhat synonymous, but is there a difference? And if so, what's the difference? Yeah. So I consider outsourcing to be taking activities outside of your company. 
Other people may disagree or may have different definitions of that, but delegating, in my opinion, is the way that I use it in, the, in that particular instance is delegating to employees that are here under our roof, right? Outsourcing. And, and in, in, in this industry, I, I keep customer sensitive information and things that could be a little bit more sensitive, you know, than, than, than others. I keep that all in-house, but a lot of the things that can be done that do- doesn't have personal information or bank accounts or anything like that, that can all be sent to my, now granted they're employees as well, right? But I consider them outsourced because it's not handled directly underneath my roof. Okay. I see. So as an example, if I hired a marketing agency to do ads for me, that would be outsourcing. Yes. But if I brought in a copywriter in-house to write my copy for me, that would be delegation. Exactly. That's my, uh, that's my take on it. Okay. Well, I, I think that's a pretty good take. I, I'm going to go with it. You're the dude wearing a delegate shirt, so I'm going to have to defer. Yeah. So, well, let's, let's kind of get into how the, how the, the Killy machine functions. Are you ready for the do zone diagnostic? Sure. Yeah. Awesome. So what this is, is this is a series of five questions. I'm going to ask every single guest so that we can see how your brain ticks, just soak up all the knowledge that we can for the tribe and everybody that's listening here. Just rapid fire. First thing comes to mind. Number one, what is one thing you do that helps keep you focused on your goals? Okay. This is an easy one. So I have a, 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 a notebook that comes with me everywhere. It started off where I was, I paid for somebody else's notebook that had this structure, but every, every quarter, so I do it annually, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily. So what I'll do is I'll sit down and I will pick my, my massive goals for the year and then break them into, okay, what needs to be done for the quarter? You know, how do I stay on track by the month, by the week at an even day? And so every activity that I do is aimed at chipping away at one of those major goals that I have. So being able to, it, it keeps me focused on, it keeps me focused in my eyes on the prize, essentially, by having it structured that way, where I know that every action and activity that I do is intentional and working towards a specific outcome. Excellent. And, and the next question is, how do you get back on track when you sometimes lose that focus? That's a great question. I'm actually dealing with that right now where I was in Dallas last week and I ended up getting sick. And so I, you know, I ended up having to take about three days off. And so getting back on track is tough. But what I typically find is I I, I come in a little bit earlier and I may have to go back to the drawing board and even take a week, take a step back a week and mentally walk through the activities that I had done to try to get back up to speed. And, and try to get that motivation and the mindset back by going through the activities that I had done the week or maybe even two weeks before to, to get my mind back on track. Nice. And next question, who is your support group and how do they keep you accountable? So that's something that I, I recently joined a group called Apex. And because before, to be honest with you, I did not have a support group. Most of my friends are not entrepreneurs. My wife is certainly not. We have different outlooks on risk and, and activities and, and, and things like that. And so being able to join this group called Apex out of Dallas, which is where I was last week, it connected me with, with a very, very large group of, of, of like-minded entrepreneurs, people that are all working towards the same goal. I came in as a entrepreneur level and have very quickly 
because of the support, because of the structure, because of the education and fellowship and networking that, that I've been able to do, I've been able to level up to their highest level, which is called executives. But there is still a lot to learn. But those people for sure, you know, have, have, have helped me not only, not only put down my goals, but also hold me accountable to, to making sure that they're getting accomplished. That's awesome. And, and I think you're going to crush this question. Where do you draw the line on what to do and what to delegate? Really easy for me. Shit that I don't like to do. If I don't like to do it, because it's not going to get done anyway. So that's kind of, yeah. If I don't like to do it, I'm not going to do it. I'll find somebody else who does. And, and finally, what's the number one pro tip that you'd give to someone looking to get more stuff done in less time? Stay focused and don't multitask. Well said, man. I really appreciate that. And so now tell me a little bit more. You, you are, you are starting a business where you are helping other people outsource and delegate. Tell me a little bit more about that. Where did it come from and, and how does it work? Yeah, thanks. So the company's called Elevate Outsourcing. And it came because I, over the past seven or eight years with my experiences with virtual assistants overseas, if you don't know what you're doing, there's it. it's not hard, but it's not easy either. There's a lot of trial and error involved in finding the right support or the people that can actually do the things that they say that they can do. So I went through a lot of, I wasted a lot of time hiring people overseas that, sh- that I shouldn't have hired in the, be- in the first place, but they interviewed very well, or maybe they lied on their resume or, or maybe not lied, but exaggerated. And so basically I realized about six months ago that there is an opportunity to help entrepreneurs like myself that want to get into, it's a shortcut, it's to the front of the line, you know, by, by leveraging the mistakes that I've made and being able to utilize the systems that I've put in place over, over the last several years to make sure that you are getting the, 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 the proper support team, you know, and it actually, it, 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 it kind of came out of, out of the blue where I was talking to somebody and they said, you know, Hey, have you ever thought about doing this for a business? And I said, no, no, I didn't. But now that I'm talking this out with you, you know, yes, I, I do think that there's definitely an opportunity out here. And I was able to craft a different spin on it that I haven't seen. I haven't found another company in the world that does it the way that we do it. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to watching it grow as, as we roll it out. We're rolling it out very slowly because as I mentioned earlier, I'm very particular about the quality of service that goes out. And so, you know, we are, we are scaling slowly, you know, to make sure that the, that the end product does not suffer. And you said there's a unique model. Can you, can you dive into that without revealing too much secret sauce? Yeah. I mean, there's not really anything secret to it. It's so what, what I found is when you when you talk VA, first of all, you hear a lot of people saying I can do VAs for two bucks or three bucks or five bucks an hour, right? That's true in some instances, but a lot of the times, I mean, you think about it, you know, a $2 an hour employee over there in the Philippines is where I'm just, where I'm saying is probably equivalent to like a $12 an hour, $13 an hour employee here, right? $5 over there, probably 20, 25, something like that. So what you find is you get a lot of generalists over there that are not necessarily excellent at anything, but they're adequate at most things. And so realizing that what, what we've done is we hire a very, very select, we get about hundred resumes a day. We interview maybe two or three of them. And then we, we hire 
uh, a much smaller percentage of those as well. So, you know, we we look for, you know, five years minimum experience working with a executive or, or an entrepreneur proven, right? And so what we do is we use a scientific matching process that's going to, it's going to take into account your personality as a client, as well as the virtual assistant that we're going to pair you with, who's going to be your main point of contact, okay? Our clients actually get to interview and they make the final decision on that main point of contact. And that's not, that's not very unique. There's a lot of other companies that do it that way, but our spin is what we do is we sell by the hour. So you can buy a 40, 80, or 160 hour per month package from us and you can utilize them any way I want. And when I, any way you want, and when I say it this way, we give you access to our entire team. So whether it's creative, technical, or administrative, you can use those hours however you want and actually have an expert. So let me give you an example. Say you're running a podcast, right? And you want to put out two episodes a week. You can use our audio and or video editors at no additional charge. It just goes against your your hourly package and your main VA, your main point of contact is going to be the one that is essentially a project manager for you, making sure that those things get done. Because what we found is most standard VAs can't, can't edit audio and video well. So what we do is we give you a senior level virtual assistant, but then give you access to all of the rest of our team. So that way you can focus on many, you know, as many projects as you want. It just goes against your hours. So what you're saying, if I understand correctly, is I'm if uh, 160 hours, that's a full-time employee. Mm-hmm. Yep, 40 hours a week. So I'm hiring a full-time employee that's an expert in all, all the things, basically. No, you're you're hiring you're hiring. It's it's several different people, but mm-hmm. it's it's all compiles together and makes like this super beast of a VA that knows how to do all the things because. If you need video, well, we have a video person. If mm-hmm. you need copywritten, we have a copywriting person, et cetera, et cetera. Is that in my understanding? Yeah, exactly. Web right. design. Yeah, that's 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 essentially it. Is you you're paying one subscription essentially, mm-hmm. and you have access to virtually. And the only thing that we don't do is sales um, and SEO. So yeah, those are the two current things that we don't do right now, and that's just because it's very subjective. So we like to focus on things that are more more very black and white as to what's successful and what's not. Well, I, I love that because it, it takes out the, the risk of, I mean, I, you can hire a good employee that's good at something, mm-hmm. but if they're not good at the other thing, well, you need to hire someone else. Exactly. Jack of all trades, master of none. And that's, that's you know, where, where we came in is there's, instead of having to hire multiple people, we've got the whole team that you can essentially, you can, you can sub in or out, you know, kind of tag them in, tag them out as you need on demand without having to hire, you know, somebody full-time or yeah, it's, it's that, that's, that's the mentality behind it. Now, who would this be appropriate for? Obviously anybody who's looking to delegate, but could you, could you describe the, the ideal avatar that you would like to engage with that would benefit the most from this service? So there are a couple different avatars, but I'll talk about the one that's probably the most prevalent. And that's going to be your solopreneur who is making probably a hundred to $200,000 per year, really, really burning the candle from both ends. So, you know, maybe very successful at home. I'm sorry, maybe very successful at work, but there might be some 
some conflict at home because of the amount of time that goes in or perhaps their health is not the best because they're focused on work. What I found is, is as an entrepreneur, it's very hard to keep all three buckets full, being health, you know, per personal and professional. And a lot of the times, the more successful you become, the more one of those buckets is going to suffer. And so finding the person that understands that it is time to be able to let some of those things go to fill up their buckets is, is, a, great, is, is, is a great prospect for us. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. I appreciate that. And, and where, where can we go to learn more and engage with you on this? Great. Yeah. So definitely our website is elevateoutsourcing.com. Um, you can also find us on uh, all of the social media platforms. So there, there's a contact us or, you know, a, a, a lead gen form on the website. And then obviously anytime, you know, somebody's welcome to DM us as well. Awesome. That's great, Chris. I really appreciate you. We're going to wrap from here. Chris Killey from elevateoutsourcing.com. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing some of the wisdom about how you get stuff done. For those of you, again, that are interested in engaging, you can go to elevateoutsourcing.com uh, to learn more about Chris's service. And if you are a busy entrepreneur and you're looking to get to the next level, you can also head over to thedozone.com. We've got tons of productivity tips, tools, and strategies, as mentioned. You can also join our Facebook group of the same name. Until next time, remember this. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? Take care, everybody. I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at The Do Zone. Also, keep the five-star written reviews coming over on iTunes. That helps new people find the show, hear it, and get themselves into The Do Zone as well. And always remember, the road to success is paved with imperfect action. So what are you waiting for? <laughs> Go do something already. See you next time.